0: the dark clouds deeper, and run the wild moon hunting, Alive with fur and feather, as omen in apparition, We left the moon suspended, and left back onto the ground. Oh, hey, 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 hey.
1: Welcome to episode 31 of the and Arts Podcast. I welcome each of our breaths... And in welcoming breath and getting deeper into the breath, I bring my full attention as much as I can to this sacred country that I am in, that I am a guest in, that I'm so privileged in many real ways and very lucky and blessed to live in, which is this land of the, the Yagara and the Jagara south of Marawa and the Torbal north of Marawa. The Great River. And here we are very close to Kurilpa, place of the water rat, and we are at a very powerful crossroads in West End, um, vulture and boundary streets, which um, have many intersecting histories of oppression and liberation. And I acknowledge the elders who are past and the elders who are present and the elders who are emerging in the great work of resistance and liberation. Blessed be. Hey Brodeanne.
0: Oh hey.
1: <laughs> How are you going? It's been a while since we did this um just us, which yes. feels sacred. It is. Yeah, come okay. closer. I Ooh, need you. Okay. I need you
0: on the mic. <laughs> of course you do. How uh, are you? <laughs>
1: well, okay. So I'm, today Today has been one of those days where I've been like, like yourself, just mm-hmm. like running, like my housemates were like watching me just run from meeting to meeting, Ugh. like up and down the stairs, getting drums, getting, cause <laughs> well, I, I like, even th- though I work a lot on zoom, like when I set up I set up the same as if it was in person. So I'm grabbing yep. curbs and candles and running up and down and <laughs> going to the shower, or the bathroom, making tea, running around the corner to get coffee and between my breaks. Oh. And, um, and then I got an Uber and I came here. Oh. Um,
0: yeah, I feel you. Yeah, It's been a day. We were so busy at work.
1: So I don't think many of our listeners would know that you're back fully or well, maybe we talked about it, but you're back fully at crystal earth now.
0: Yeah. So well, what is I'm it like there to be four days yeah. at the moment, which is good. Well, you're so not at like my Friday. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. So. so
1: how is it to be working at crystal earth and what's going on there? Well,
0: Cause I was working at crystal earth, um, three days a week before the apocalypse, um, started and um, So it's just one more day, but we are so busy, I, c- mm. I guess because a lot of people are coming in looking for Eclectica exactly. and yeah. then going, oh shit, yeah. and then coming up to see us and, mm. and uh, getting their supplies and yeah. So it's it was like yeah. Christmas busy this week. Mm. It's been mad. It's been wonderful. And we've had like a lot of support from people coming in to visit. So yeah. it's been great. But yeah, I'm just kind of like, Whoa. Yeah, I'm excited. We're just going to have one, the two of us.
1: I know and there's like so much going on and this is our 31st episode and mm. so we are past our Saturn return. <laughs> Not that that applies here. But um, yeah, like we we just, you know, we're coming off the back of having Montanara Bales, which was one of the best episodes we Ugh. ever had. And then we had Andrew, a gardenerian high priest, living in so-called Victoria, really also Amazing. really illuminating. And then we had Cornelia Benavides, um, who is just – very, very potent. And then we had Dorian also from so-called Victoria, who also is just very uh, thorough and excellent and mm. um, charming really and and great at what they do. Um,
0: We've been so, very lucky.
1: I know. And I just, <laughs> we kind of, you know, we try to alternate to keep the synergy, but like it was just, I think, I don't know. I was just like, oh, these four people.
0: Uh. Mm. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. No, it was great. So we're sandwiching them. Oh, I like being, oh, are we the meat or the bread? I
1: don't we're the bread. They are, t- mm. <laughs> they are the meat. But we're like, well, I like to think of myself as like sourdough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a sourdough yeah, too.
1: Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully we're not like two different kinds like of Like a twist loaf, bread. like a pull
0: apart? Fuck that. Ooh. That's nasty.
1: Grumbies. <laughs> so like what's on your mind and on your heart hmm. of late?
0: I haven't, a, I haven't had a chance yet. Hang on, let me sit. So we came in and for the first time we've got a new patron saint of the podcast. And our do candle I'm tonight. Because I do I'm not, not know <laughs> because I
1: do not know who this is. So I'm like,
0: oh well, he it, it was right. This uh-huh. was the this was the candle that was chosen for mm-hmm. us. So we have a, a vigil candle here for San Simone. Uh and he's gonna be looking out for us tonight. So we lit that. I brought some stones in. Um yeah, I just want to set the mood. Set yeah, the I'm mood just going to feed him
1: some more of my fragrance yeah. because I feel like he's going to. So this, I'm, I'm a slut for Aesop, if any of you know who, what that product <laughs> is or what that um brand is. and Not
0: the fables, although probably. Oh,
1: probably, but mm-hmm. um, this is called Marrakesh Intense. It's And what I often do with this is I feed um, the flames of many of my petition candles with it because mm-hmm. lots of spirits like it. It's just full of delicious shit. I'm going to give this um, saint who is sitting here with us some of this.
0: Oh, he sparkled.
1: Yeah, because of the alcohol.
0: Well, he does apparently like that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I was just reading about that because I was like, who is this? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know that you – I I work with saints too Mm. um, but not – I tend to work with the saints um, through the British and Irish traditions that Mm. I connect with. Um, That's
0: how it started for me as well and I guess that that helped – with the transition but I understood and, mm. and recognized Saints um especially from New Orleans and mm-hmm. um, Southern American conjure and stuff so that um eased me in but I I've always loved them I think it's one of the few things I kind of uh enjoy that has uh been influenced by the church mm-hmm. is that the, the canonization of, of local saints and also of ancient pagan gods has allowed them to live on in mm-hmm. longer, longer lives. And
1: Except that this dude isn't. No, this is purely. This is a folk saint. This is a folk saint. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, the, um, and then I have a particular fondness for a couple of saints that um, are folk saints, and I've even sort of experimented with or, or created my own votive candles for particular. Uh, I will say uh, witches mm-hmm. or ancestors that uh, I find particularly inspiring or illuminating, and I yeah, want to totally. feed them, and so they become sort of my own personal folk saints.
1: Oh yeah, that's I mean so people I would was, understand
0: that even with musicians. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah,
1: I mean that's an like to me that's an established practice in witchcraft lineages. Yeah. Like we have the Mighty Dead, and we some of us create petition candles to them or make shrines mm. to them. But um, things
0: like Jean of Arc, like
1: oh, totally, I've always yep. had
0: a a big thing with her, and and uh, although I, I big middle finger to her canonization because they tortured and murdered her, um, but we claim Poor her back being a martyr. Well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they say. Yeah, yeah. no. So they don't get to have her back. There's a couple of times I'll put my foot down on it, but um, yeah, no. I thought he 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 just wanted to come. So there you go. He's here tonight. So, yeah,
1: so that brings me to um, uh, an article, an essay, a blog post that you had mentioned to Oh, me. yeah, I
0: didn't know, and we haven't spoken about this before mm-hmm. now, but I wasn't sure if you were aware of it or if you knew more about it because I literally just, because I have been so busy this week, <laughs> mm-hmm. Flicked through a couple of uh, articles. There's been a bit of uh, rumbles in the jungle online uh, in terms of an article that was written by um, Firelight or inciting a riot. Yes, um, who's a really awesome podcast and who I met through listening to uh, Velma Nightshade. Uh-huh. And yeah, um, I was just wondering. So it's speaking about Llewellyn Publishing, which is someone obviously and you Wiser. work for, and Wiser Publishing.
1: Well, I don't work for the well, and they contract me you contract and it, do you? I have contracts with them. So
0: do you know the gist of it? Because I, I just got that obviously there was um, discussions and people going back and forth in terms of what's important to recognise about uh, practitioners of, of colour who are authors who are being credited for their work and also uh, different titles that are being published. I don't know, it got...
1: Yeah so look I've read it 5 times. Okay. Yeah
0: so I I it came out I'm totally just like shooting fish in a barrel here. Yeah. I just literally glazed over it and thought I need to be aware of this because there's someone who Presents as white and who has the privileges of being white but works in folk magic traditions and uh-huh. African diasporic uh, religions and, and spiritual practices. That I'm this is always on my fucking radar. This is always something that jumps out at me. Yeah,
1: I think so it's I wanted about to being mindful about and respectful. 100%. Look, 100%. I, I, we've talked about this, you know, we've definitely talked about cultural appropriation on this podcast before, mm. and I. I've talked about it on other podcasts and I've talked about it in my workshops, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I don't know Firelight. I think I'm like Facebook friends with them. Yeah. I so, um, I think I've heard maybe like I actually, big confession, maybe I've confessed this on this podcast before. I don't really listen to podcasts. No, I'm the podcast guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and I, I think that it was um, Corian Lane at New yeah. World Witchery that put me on to okay. – uh, Bruhaha, which is Bruhaha, sure. which is velma nightshade and yeah. firelight
1: I've, I've known of firelight for for many years because yeah. they've had a prolific presence on the internet look so i've read it and i have like in general the message is clear and it mm. is a message not just about Llewellyn. so the title of this blog post um on inciting a riot.com is yes this is our paganism Llewellyn, wiser and white supremacy so this is this is talking about um well, this, from what I gather, my interpretation of, of having read this several times and having had several discussions about it now is that Firelight is basically speaking about a, uh, an obvious reality in pagan publishing in the Western world, um, which is that it's going to be mostly... Uh, or that it is, that it, that it is mostly white presenting and people of European descent, pale-skinned pale people who are white in the system. So I'm now just going to say white now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, white folks who are writing books um, in general, We like, you know, yes, obviously Wicca, even traditional witchcraft, obviously that's largely in the West going to be white people most of the time. However, there is also with Llewellyn and Wiser a great, and this has been critiqued many times before, Also, by people of color, as far as I know, Firelight is white Mm -hmm. um, and doesn't claim otherwise. Um, That, you know, we see on the market these books written about brujeria, um, about uh, lakumi and um, Haitian voodoo and uh, all other kinds of ATRs or African traditional religions and um,
0: ATRs? That's so much easier than me saying my.
1: Yeah. Look, okay. um, and and basically, it's it's a critique and a call to arms, I guess, in a way of like Llewellyn Wiser do better. Basically, um, mm. look, I'm also I I found as a person of color, I found the essay sometimes hard to read because there is this um, there is this way in American paganism, and I've spent a quite quite a bit of time in the USA. So so I and I'm also an outsider. So I so I have. I don't know a different perspective maybe than the Americans do who are in it, but I feel like there is a lot of um, not re- not necessarily reductivism or even dualism, although that is in there. But I think American culture in general is very into centering itself, and it's and it taught and it there's a her- a heroic there's a I'm the hero I'm saving kind of vibe, you know that is. Um,
0: that's very American.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah I'm saying that that is in all, American. In
0: all things. Yes,
1: that's what I'm saying. So it comes through this as yeah. well. So I notice it. I read some pieces of this and I saw or felt it. Um, and obviously, that's going to be unconscious in the same way that racism is unconscious and um, for, for everyone, and that misogyny is unconscious and transphobia is unconscious and that it has its conscious forms. But I, yeah, I had, there was a moment, there was. A hard part to read in which – so I I saw it in like within the hour of it coming out Okay, Um, and there were many discussions in many groups. Um, I think
0: um, being lazy online the last few nights I just saw more of people's discussions about the article and I hadn't read the whole thing but I just wanted to ask you about it knowing that you'd been published by them. Yeah, it's been
1: out for a few weeks and I I read it and I – I'm so behind on this. And I had a bunch of conversations with people about it and we – like got to the place where you know basically Firelight did, and I think they've apologized since. But they called out two people um, uh, who are who are authors with Llewellyn who um, are pale skinned, um, but definitely are people of color and have and and um, definitely have the heritage they say they have. And he, or, sorry, they, I don't know their pronouns. They. Um, characterize them as white and said it with um just like that. Like vitriol. Like kind of. well not with vitriol, but like because it was based so
0: Can you do you want to say the names that he said? Oh. Because I thought about that immediately when you started telling me about this that like I know some authors there that may be pale skinned, um, but raised in tradition, raised in, well, I'm in a not particular even- area
1: well, this is not just pale-skinned and raisinary. This is people who are pale-skinned and who descend yeah, from. A descend.
0: Yeah, you that's know. what I what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. The, the authors I probably think of. Look, it is. It's a. It's, it's a, a quagmire. There's a lot there, is. but I mean, it, you can't fault someone for trying to, I guess, bring attention to it and make sure that sure. people are aware of it and they're on top of it. But yes, I, I agree with a lot of the people who have critiques. that ancestry and that yeah, it have a, done a lot of work—it's
1: another manifestation of racism. It is actually. a bit <laughs> um, because so, those
0: those folks always yeah. struggle being on the fringe, yeah. at the best of times.
1: So there was like Llewellyn, um, I think maybe in, maybe even in reaction to. Um, Uh, firelight calling them out Mm. um, said, here is a list of our, you know, authors of color. Mm. And they, I was one of them. And I didn't even know they were going to do it because they didn't ask us, but Mm. you know, because we're contracted, they can do whatever they want. So they created a list of, um, of books um, by authors of color in Llewellyn and said, here, buy these books. And I was like, so I would say to Llewellyn, like, you know, do better. Like ultimately any, any, any big company he, like there's going to have to be do better and I also want to say that I that I know Alicia Gallo who is called out in this um in this uh blog post and you know I she she is you know she's aware that she's she's someone who is who is aspiring to dismantle white supremacy within herself and within the company which she works for absolutely and there's a like it's hard to to walk the line i think always between am i tokenizing and creating more complexity for people of color especially within communities of color by like hunt, by like hunting them down seeking them down and saying will you write this book or can you write this book and then creating a space where that is more available unfortunately the issue also is that lots and lots of um, books are constantly published on topics that really the authority is inside of communities of color. And like one of the salient points that Firelight makes is, is that, you know, the, the face of Brujeria, um, in Llewellyn is a, is a, is a, is a white woman for all intents and purposes. Yes, a woman who is completely authentically trained in those lineages, however. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's great. And that's important actually because that Very person probably important. is in the community, mm. um, but it, it's still true that again, it's another white face, not you know, it's not her yeah. teacher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And why? why, you know, why is it not?
0: Why didn't they reach out to those yeah. people?
1: And that's complex because these – because it's not like Llewellyn is exempt is, – is Llewellyn or Wiser, which is the other big occult company that was critiqued in this essay, mm. um, it's not like they exist in a vacuum. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a – I think it's a – I think if if anything, uh, what Firelight has done has lit a fire.
0: <laughs> and and as far as I know from, yeah. from listening to their podcasts and, and listening or reading their articles online, they're very um, – I mean, I endeavour to be as industrious online as 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 he is. Yeah, but look, very prolific. It's wonderful. At least the conversation's out there, but I wasn't sure what it was about, so I thought, you know, I'd ask you more.
1: I think where where I feel uncomfortable and unresolved is that yet again, it is another white person um, who is who whose work is being shared all over the place. Mm. You know, like I don't think. Um, I don't think I've seen any person of colour who is inside witchdom or pagandom in the West. Put be, their hand up be, about it? Well, no, be um, their work and their, like and even my work ar- around anti-racism has been shared as much as, as this work. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? Again, it's another unconscious bias. It's centering, again, the white person writing about yeah. it. And, but I'm glad that they're writing about it. But, again, it's like it's complex and it's, it's, it's just complex and it's, and it make, and it makes me uncomfortable, but.
0: And that is something that, I mean, from the, the, um, posts and the episodes that I have listened to from Firelight and even when they team up with Velma, that is obviously the, the name is intentional. The the concept is intentional. That, that is something that he, he seems to thrive on and pride himself on pointing out, uh, Certain points of view, yeah. Um, I you- do know. I mean, this might not have anything to do with it, but I believe he has a very beautiful. Um, uh, let me get this right. I think he's um, Hispanic, husband. Okay. And there's a lot of dynamic in the pod or the podcast and the chats that they've had about um, his understanding and his tradition his practices so sure. perhaps he's kind of also channeling that and speaking for his partner I don't know that's just me kind of going but Then that's
1: another example of it's a white not exactly so it's them. just a fucking but look firelight if you ever listen to this this isn't this isn't a read on you no this is, this is me having like simply looking at your public work and offering critique and reflection and mm. I and I know you know, and I don't know you.
0: I believe in his heart, he's always fighting for the underdog. Sure, but it's always you know the best intentions, yeah, the best will. And I'll say, players. I'll say
1: this too. You know, I I want to say this as well. Like like Alicia Gallo, who is one of the acquisitions editors uh, for Llewellyn, specifically in witchcraft and paganism, and maybe more now, but. She- but she has always also fought for the underdog. So mm. I kind of yeah, I am I a loyal person and I all? bristled at that well, place. I, I was like And hmm. that's
0: why I wanted to ask you yeah. because I don't know yeah. any of these folks.
1: Yeah, publishing like publishing is publishing in modern paganism and the occult and witchcraft is very like bizarre. Mm. And I must admit I have feelings about seeing a whole bunch of white folks getting contracts on books that I'd rather see communities of colour benefit mm-hmm. from.
0: So this is where I guess I do kind of see it and understand it and, and, and how I feel about it, working in a in a pagan esoteric bookshop uh-huh. um, and being someone, I mean, there aren't a lot of us here in Australia right now that are interested in, in these different forms of that. ATR to say. Some people say ATR. ATR. Yeah. I like it because I yeah, yeah I want to include everybody. So yeah. and I am thirsty for that knowledge but always conscious of who's saying it and mm. where it's coming from. I have a few great books and a, and a few great resources that I know are direct. Mm. Um but it is disheartening to see certain names repeated over and over again that come yeah. into the shop on different topics. Mm. Even within um, Western uh, magic or or what people would term as sort of Celtic or New Age Mm. stuff, that the same names over and over. Not just because of sales, because they're onto a good thing Mm. and someone will get a contract for maybe five or six books on a subject that is close to what they first got (laughs) and it is just, I'm like, another one? Yeah, Another one? Llewellyn? Like, like- how did you, when did you have the time to write this? Firstly, secondly, you couldn't find anyone else in England to write this story. Sure, sure. And I can only imagine, well, I still feel that same kind of way when I see certain titles written about conjure or using uh, certain words that are massively important for us to go, look, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about you writing about that. Should you? I don't know. I wouldn't but that's just me.
1: There are um, several authors um, with Llewellyn actually um, uh, who write books on hoodoo and conjure. And I want to, I've read th- these books and I want to, and I want to say them now because these are women of color. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: who are incredible and should be credited more. Absolutely.
1: So um, here we go. Here's, here's uh, Stephanie Rose Bird. Um, so this is an author who has published through Llewellyn. Um, they have a book, the book that I have read. I just want to get the title right, so I'm just like looking at my computer, mm-hmm. is ding, ding, ding. I have read Stick, Stones, Roots and Bones. It's one of my favourite books Mojo, and of all time. With Herbs, but I recently saw that she had a book out recently. I think it was called like 365 Days of mm-hmm. Hoodoo. So, yep, there it is. Um, Daily Root Work, Mojo and Conjuration. So there's um, one uh, black woman. Um, Honestly, do yourself a favor
0: if you see any books written by her. Yeah. Whether you've got an interest or even started in it or not, you'll really enjoy reading her work.
1: Because I, I always, I, I think it's so important to to do this to 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 amplify the voices already there and to remind. Because that's people. when we stop. Ah, naja Lightfoot, oh, good, good juju, yep. beautiful. Um, so another one another book worthy of our attention. So Stephanie Rose Bird actually has a few books out mm-hmm. um, through Llewellyn. Um, yeah, look, I, like, it also makes me want to talk about books in general because, you know, one of the things that kind of unfortunately has happened, um, like, well, it's both unfortunate and fortunate. Like I don't think it's just bad, but because the pagan, Kind of the contemporary pagan and contemporary witchcraft movements, um, they're decentralized. They don't they don't have leaders collectively. Mm. There's leaders and traditions, but they, but the leaders have ended up being the authors because they write the books, yes. right? And then who, how do most people learn books? books. So, like, I want to point I want to point to the fact that also a lot of these people who are writing books aren't just writing books. They're leading in their communities. Yes. Like a very clear example of that. Um, someone who I have long respected and is a friend but I haven't seen him in a long time is Christopher Penzak mm-hmm. and he was so kind to me um, when I first started writing and publishing with Llewellyn he, was, he, he gave up so much of his time and energy to me and um, in kind of an informal mentor way for a few years, and I and he gave me a few opportunities and opened doors for me, and I feel like he is someone who is constantly leading, constantly creating um, good material. Right. And Raven Grimasi was very similar, who has died and become one of the mighty dead. And I got a lot from, from I his books. I love Raven. Yeah. Starhawk oh. like, is a, is a leader in fields far beyond witchcraft yeah. and, and things that get impact Get it in your ear, many things. get it
0: in your brain and your heart.
1: Uh, Janet Farah and Gavin Bone also Always. write, you know, write powerful work. Who else would you? Who else? Who else sing like the authors who sing to you? And maybe not just authors of books, but of blogs, of of okay. of Facebook posts that just make you happy.
0: Make me go ding ding yeah. ding. Um, who's been winning my life lately? <laughs> um, oh, Matt Oren, Ashley Lacus.
1: Who's that one? The Ashley
0: Lackos. It's I don't have pronounce what he says his last name is. Ashley, Lekos L A K O. Oh, Ashley Iakos. Yeah, Iakos. Sorry, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. i just my dear friend. You're different. Yeah. Like every fucking day, Ashley, you make my life. Honest. Shout to out goodness. to Ashley. He does shout listen out to, to Ashley. Me, so he'll be I so chuffed. Uh, I was like, you make Ashley my mornings, Marcos. babe. <laughs> sorry, I didn't know how to pronounce your last name. This is this is it because I'm the grandma of the podcast. I don't know. The grandma. Um, oh, well, listen be dragged kicking and screaming into the zoom world in order to cope with this apocalypse. And then this podcast as well. Look, I think I'm doing pretty well. I'm just trying to, um, I think other people online that I love, you know, I've wax lyrical about Corey. Yeah. I I need to listen to that. (laughs) Please do. And also there are um, incredible, beautiful episodes. Um, that Corey always does for whether it's Halloween or be- because their great love is folklore and and um, mythology and and uh, yeah tradition, the most incredible episodes where Corey hasn't you could listen to his voice forever, uh, tells incredible old mm. tales and stories and yeah just get it into your listening ears.
1: I want to, um, shout out one of my dear, dear friends, um, who is a fellow fairy initiate, um, Choya Soledad, say way transmissions and rants of a fat indigenous, witch is one of oh, the best, um, blogs, best. honestly ever. Um, I s- do spend a lot of time reading blogs. That's something that I do. And you can find this, uh, blog at S E Y E W A I L O dot home dot blog. <laughs> um, seriously,
0: um, and you know, ahead. who's beautiful and we need to give props to and Selena Fox. Yeah. Okay. I,
1: I'm always, I always admire that one.
0: I love her. And she's kind of like the Tabitha Brown of, of uh, oh, you're gonna witchcraft. You're going to have to explain what Tabitha Brown means. Oh, babe. Okay. So Tabitha is our new Oprah and she's, she's with um, Leslie Jordan and her leading us all through this lockdown experience together. I love oh, them both. Okay. So, but, um, Selena Fox, if you don't know about her history or her connection to both uh, witchcraft and and traditional modern witchcraft uh, and also the feminism movement, like the goddess, all of it, like all of the big meets, all of the uh, initial kind of organisations, she was there and she was – the best thing I saw was one day there was a meme and, again, because I'm in this weird in-between Limbo Land, it was a post shared on an – um, African diasporic kind of uh, what do you call it when they're all together and it's like a thread? <laughs> um, You're funny. yeah. Shut up! I said grandma, and someone posted a photo of her during what? Because she shares the most incredible, beautiful rituals all the time, and she gives zero fucks about what people think if she's silly or nutty. She does lovely. You know, she'll just it'll just cut to her in the middle of a forest, rattling. Um, her her shakers and like worshiping the sun. Does love a shaker? She loves she? a good fucking shaker. <laughs> and this photo that was taken of her was in front of what looked like an altar for water all the sure. or the west. Yeah, and she had a statue of Yamnya, and Yamnya was slight like as some of her depictions can be uh, a, a slightly lighter color than I would see her as. So oh yeah, yeah. She's and people ripped as this fucking shit. They, really black. they were like, yeah, she should have been. But this one wasn't. And it was part of this water altar and a bunch of ladies went to town on her going, like, who is this white bitch, like, posting all this stuff, like, this is exactly what we don't want. And then a few people of colour that knew who she was was Mm. like, no, 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 leave that bitch alone, she's fabulous. Like, she's done so much for our community, she's done so much for feminism, like, you don't, that's she's not the one you want, like, just leave her be. And she's such an incredible woman that's continued to give to the community and the paganism community at large. I just have a soft spot for her. And sometimes And I think she,
1: you know, from what I can tell, she takes critique as well.
0: She does. But it wasn't, it was like someone had taken a still of a ritual she did in front of her beautiful, like her altar. Yeah. Anyway, I love her. She's always up for a good time. She's like Martha Stewart. She's like the wholesome, but kind of also <laughs> how do you really criminal. feel about
1: I'm Selena Fox?
0: Am, am I talking a lot about her?
1: <laughs> I also want to shout out Crystal Blanton, who is someone <laughs> I actually finally met in the flesh after years of hanging out in the Bay. Um, Crystal Blanton is uh, like a cultural and social activist, a uh, uh, high priestess, a witch, um, a black woman. Uh, she's just she's just uh, a parent, and um, finally, I got to meet her at. Um, at a big community gathering for, for a claiming called dandelion when she came and spoke as a, as a guest on issues of decolonization and anti-racism. Um, and I want to shout out her. She's organized several anthologies that are entirely, um, pagans and occultists of color. Um, mm-hmm. and crystalblanton.com C R Y S T A L B L A N T O N.com. And um, her books, Bridging the Gap, Bringing Race to the Table, there's several others as well, Shades of Ritual, Um, I think there's also one called Shades of Faith, if I can recall that I've read, Um, so that's a person, and also Luna Pantera, another amazing black witch who um, I got to meet... Uh, several years ago now, um, and I have seen her several times. Just do her thing, and and just brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant spirit worker and brilliant community leader. Um, and of course, Sal Lavallee. I was just you know. Looking at can her you work. can you just totally? Everyone, I really need to pee. So so why Mar Brody and Spruce? You just want me to
0: talk about yep, Sal. I, I need can do to that. pee like a horse. One Sal shares. So much of herself, which she really shouldn't have to, especially with the work that she's going through at the moment and taking care of herself. But um, she's a wonderful connection, especially if you are from outside of Australia and you wanted to um, follow somebody that, could lead you or in the right direction or help you to get a better understanding of, of uh, modern Australia and modern Aboriginality. Same with Mandanara Bales, who was our guest, um, just beautiful, in, incredible practitioners of culture and also of, uh, their spiritual selves. So yeah, definitely look at both of them. Um, I'm trying to find. There was incredible, and I'll probably butcher her name if I say it, but there is um, an incredible Chinese um, woman who I've been following lately uh, who basically my personal practice and my um, personal business or my business with my fiancé and I is creating things in a way uh, that would have been done over generations. So hundreds of years ago, uh, this, this woman in particular, she's like incredibly famous in, in China and, um, throughout the world now, but she records these incredible videos. I guess they're almost like music videos (laughs) and beautifully shot. Um, executing a lot of traditional techniques, both of cooking or weaving or creating things. I think it's like the zi but I don't want to butcher her name. I will make sure that I share it on our Facebook. <laughs> um, and I've been loving watching her videos. I wish I, I had half the skills that she has, but also her patience and dedication to uh, the kind of work that she's doing. Um, so she's been inspiring me a lot in my practice at the moment too. Um, I don't know. I would love to hear from you guys as well about what shows or what podcasts you've been enjoying because that's my jam. Like I said before, about uh, finding firelight and Velma Nightshade. This all flew from uh, Corey and Lane and it's nice to, you know, love what the people you respect love. So please share it with us because I would love to learn more about it. I was just trying to remember the name of this incredible uh, Chinese artist um, that does some traditional techniques and I can't find her. That's all right. How you going, my love?
1: Oh, I'm relieved. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's another another friend of mine um, who I'd like to um, – their work um, is just – their work in, I don't know, being a mystical clown genius facilitator, astrologer, provocateur, kind of mystic <laughs> – <laughs> um, so my friend Mira Melaluka, um who goes by hashtag moon. Um, so if you want to follow them, it's H A S H T A G U E dot moon dot x o x o. Um, and for honestly, some of the most satirical critical, and I mean that in every kind of way, um, just posting on various platforms. Um, but definitely go check their Instagram, uh, and they, I think they might, I don't, I'm not on Twitter, but they might have Twitter and um, probably they have Twitter. And also in Facebook.
0: <laughs> okay. So I double checked it. Can't read Mandarin, but I believe that is Liang Zhu. So L-I-A-N-G-Z-H-U. Um, she creates the most beautiful videos about her life Uh, in the country and her caring for her family and creating pigments, oils, uh, flax, woven hats, growing crops, and she's a joy to watch. Imagine, you know, without being facetious, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like the most beautiful, incredible woman you've ever seen doing things gently and traditionally and taking her time working on this small farm, it's it's soothing. It's also part of my coping with the madness regime.
1: <laughs> Another um, creator, um, kind of author and occultist who I really, really, their work just is astounding. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but I'm just going to say it, um, Benabel Wen. Uh, she is a Taiwanese-American uh, occultist, and she has written a book, um, Let Me Get It For You, The Tao of the Craft. Uh, and, like, honestly, her website is a treasure trove. She teaches um, several online courses in magic and tarot, I believe. I've um, So, yeah, dot com. So that's another... Person, I would be looking up, folksies. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where I've got the last of my breath for this moment. (laughs) To be honest,
0: well, at least I have a a better grasp of what that article was about. And yeah, look, it's a teachable moment. We all have to have better moments. This is a a time for you know people to put their hand up and say, I think you need to look at this again and, and try better, or like you said, try harder in the future. Um,
1: well, anytime I think, also we have to be willing, willing to willing to be critiqued um, when we put things into the public market. Like we have to be willing to go. Actually, I am going to have to be accountable, mm. and I've had to have that happen several times on, in multiple ways. And 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 I'm never going to be perfect. And I don't. I kind of don't want to be perfect, but I do want to be um, accountable and willing and um, collectivist. And that's going to mean. You know, and also express unfiltered, uncensored things that it's important for me as a witch of colour to express. Mm. Um, and I want more of that. I want more earnest, sincere, vulnerable, kind of willing to fuck up kind of stuff. Well, that's what,
0: like, that's what I try and think about this podcast as. Because it, goes, it flies in the face of everything I've ever done that I recorded before. This is not meant to be perfect. It's raw. I'm nervous every time. I stumble over myself. I don't even act like I would in person. This is hard but it's important and we've been given this chance to do it. So, you know, we turn up. I don't expect to be perfect. I expect to fuck up and stumble over my words and and just do the best we can by being present and being here because we're fucking lucky to be able to do it. Mm. And I'm lucky to look at your amazing face Aww, every day. Me too,
1: honey. And if anyone knows how to create an Instagram.
0: No, no, no. We have to do it ourselves. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know how. <laughs> I just have to see if it will, it'll work now for my phone.
1: Honestly. Oh, you,
0: my God, you have a phone. I have a phone. But it still doesn't, you can't make calls on it. Oh. I can just use the internet on it. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want a phone number again.
1: Okay, honey. <laughs>
0: You can find me. You know where I am. I'm always at the same shop. Jesus Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Love you. Love you guys. Have a good night. Bye. We lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky. Without the dark clouds falling and omen aberration. And with the thunder rolling, I hope we seated the storm. We lay beneath the wolf sky. We lay beneath the wolf sky. This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Woof Sky.